Gina, start the countdown. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 Terminator activated. We welcome you to the Romantic Truth Podcast. The content of this podcast is intended for an adult audience due to the nature of sensitive subject matter and topics. Share the experience of Romantic Truth with friends on Google, CastBox, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Radio Public, Breakers, Apple, or any other podcast platform. Just type in Romantic Truth in the search and subscribe. Now, here is the host of Romantic Truth, Jowson. Hi everyone, Johnson with you here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas. In the background, you hear the sound of our new theme song, Romantic Truth. Yes, um, it'll be out October 14th, and we're just pre-running it to see what it sounds like now. Anyway, a couple of things. Ladies, fellas, take care of your health. Go to the doctor if you need to and have yourself checked out annually. Ladies, mammograms, past mirrors, fellas, prostate check. Both of y'all need to have colonoscopies. Have them checked. Catch it early. Only reason why I say that, Katie Curry, who used to be on NBC News, um, she found out recently that I think she was on NBC. She had um, breast cancer. And they couldn't really pick it up initially, I guess, because she has what is called dense breasts. Now, this means that they had to actually look for it. And it wasn't so obvious through the breast exams, that kind of thing. And this is 40 to 50% of women. Now, there's another reason why I also want to definitely make sure that you ladies take care of your breasts, because when I'm with the woman, I'm going to tell you, that's a very important food group to have for me. I know I shouldn't be so chauvinistic, but let me tell you something. In all seriousness, ladies, it's about protecting your health. Going to your gynecologist, getting checked out. And I'm not saying this just to be saying it. I'm saying it because I care. Now, true enough, I would never meet many of you. But you know, one thing that I will say is this. I would like to at least uh, know that you exist and still exist healthy. And that you have an opportunity to sustain your life for as long as you can. Make sure you have yourself checked out. It would really help immensely to help you. Because, see, we're in a world where not too many people give a damn about each other. And you're not going to find too many podcasts where the person who's the host actually wants you to take care of yourself. Because, after all, if there's no you, there's no show. Well, the show will still go on, but we prefer you being with us in that process. Not just for my benefit, but for your life's benefit, for your children, for your family, for everyone else. 
so please do that for yourself. Now, there's a lady that's on YouTube and on TikTok. BDS, everyday situation. She's hilarious. I am going to play a clip from this young lady, and she is very, very talented and funny. And she's an attractive woman, too. So, let's give her a spin. This is EDS, Everyday Situations, Motivation with a Twist Economy. Just went to the mall and yelled, put that back. Four bitches with bonnets started running. Speaking of that, I don't know which one of my cousins need to hear this, but a group of broke bitches is called a non-profit organization. Y'all be in relationships too damn long. Other people want to fuck you too. You know what I noticed? A nigga will fight another dude for fucking his baby mama, and they ass ain't seen the kids since the ultrasound. One person's trash is not always the next person's trash. Sometimes that motherfucker just trash. They say in order to truly understand someone, you have to walk a mile in their shoes. That's what they say. Speaking of shoes, if her feet stink, then her pussy ain't too far behind. Pussy shouldn't be called pussy. It should be called put you. Put you in jail. Put you on child support. Put you in all kind of fucked up situations. I just realized why so many men have foot fetishes. Because most of them lost their virginity in a sock. Coochie is just like the club. Some folks get in for free. Some folks wait in line. Some folks pay VIP to get in. And one nigga shoot it up and fuck it up for everybody. Something else I noticed. Y'all love them skinny girls until you slap her ass and it sound like a screenshot. Something else I noticed. Y'all be wearing $5,000 worth of tattoos in no car. Shoulda tatted vroom vroom on your ankles. Fellas, this is a PSA. If your homeboy pay your way to get in the club, y'all on a date. Ladies, this is a PSA. Cougar is a term used for pretty women. 40 and up. If you 40 plus and ugly, you a coyote, ma'am. Dudes be like, I'm about to go back to the old me. Nigga, he was a bitch too. Just really be outside, musty with a gun. Okay, arm and hammer. I am not about to argue with a female who gotta spray air freshener after she peed. Sorry, Aretha Stanklin. Not today. Ladies, imagine your nigga come home drunk. You get his clothes off and it's a condom in his butt. Speaking of being drunk, Alcohol may not be the answer, but it's worth a shot. Accepting that you about to throw up is the worst feeling in God's green earth. Sex is cool and all, but you ever ate your food drunk as fuck with your eyes closed? Speaking of that, I don't know which one of my women's cousins need to hear this, but stop sucking dick with your eyes closed, sis. That's how you end up with a sex day. Head up, eyes open. I'm just gonna leave y'all with this. If you need anything, and I mean anything. Don't hesitate to call another motherfucker because I ain't got it. I just told myself, I said self, myself said, huh? You know you crazy, right? Myself said, you damn right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I swear to God, I cracked myself up, y'all. I can't help it. I gotta chill. Somebody take my phone. Please take my phone. Hi everyone, Johnson with you here, Romantic Truth Las Vegas. And we're going to talk about a fundamental thing that keeps people from the pursuit of happiness when it comes to relationships, even when it comes to dating. That confused individual that doesn't know what they want. Now, many people 
just strike out on dating sites and at mixers and different things in order to meet people. And they don't really know what they're looking for and know what they want. They just want to be stimulated in some kind of way, entertained, engaged in something that makes them feel special. Now, a lot of people actually want to interact with other people just to feel better about themselves, more so than anything. They go for the attention more so than anything else. Doesn't mean that they're devious or deceitful or anything of that sort. They honestly do not know what they want, not only out of a relationship, but possibly out of life. So they may feel as though another person may give them some semblance of guidance as to where they should be in life or where they should head towards in life. And these people are on a perpetual quest to find themselves. Now, this is not really a healthy thing for the most part. It's good to be inquisitive and to be curious, but it can really put you in a bad situation if you're too nebulous, where you're constantly going in circles. And as you meet people, they say thanks, but no thanks, because what they see is someone who doesn't know what they're looking for. They're looking for the next opportunity. Now, as I've told you before, dating is not a form of therapy. Relationships are not designed for therapy. They're designed for you to coexist with someone and see if you can work things out. Therapy is usually for conflict, problems, and things that may need to be resolved, even status checkups. Think of therapy in a relationship like going to the doctor when you have an ailment. Most of the time, you handle your ailments over the counter, right? Now, Here's the problem for most folks. They go on a dating scene with these high expectations of a person impacting their lives in such a way to provide them that second half of happiness. Many people feel as though they have the first half of it. They just need someone to enjoy it with. But what we have to think about is the happiness you have within yourself first. Now, when you are laden with confusion and decisiveness doubt, questions about everything, being too self-critical. These are deterrents to people who are looking for a relationship and a partner that would be more of an asset in that relationship. And this can be problematic for people in so many ways. You see, what happens, they lose confidence in their ability to trust you. They lose confidence and integrity in general with you. They don't want someone they would have to manage or they would have to watch all the time. They don't want someone who's needy and clingy and can't do anything and they're basically paralyzed unless this person gives them some sort of approval or affirmation. So in any case, what you're dealing with here is you're dealing with a person that's trying to find themselves and sometimes they think they can find themselves through others. And many times they get even further off course. Now, what are some of the things that may cause this? It could be low self-esteem, lack of confidence. It could be a traumatic experience in the past, a fixed opinion of something without having anything to counter it. 
and their fixed opinion could be about themselves in a negative way, based on someone else's assessment of them. And they've taken that to heart because it cut so deep and hurt so bad. And this is the first thing that they will show up to meet someone with. But they don't realize that they are walking around with bloodstained clothing. And the person's looking at them as if to say, what happened to you? And that person's saying, nothing's wrong with me. I'm perfect. I'm fine. And they don't see what they're actually caring about. Now, this happens a lot. And I said it metaphorically, not literally with the bloodstained clothing. But here's what I'm saying. Many people are wounded. They get out of a bad relationship. And so it's like they're going to, instead of having a drink, they're going to have another relationship in order to offset the pain of the last one. And before you know it, they're in this perpetual cycle of dating without having time to recuperate, recalibrate, and really realize where the problems actually were in the past relationship. Some people don't want to face that. They don't want to be reminded of what they've gone through, only when they're going. And they are prone to make the same mistake. It's just like us in our human development. As the older generations die off, they try to share wisdom with the younger generation. The younger generation doesn't want to hear it, They think that they know everything, and the cycle continues. Some of the things that we contend with every day that we think are new, people have dealt with in the past. I remember in 2008 with the financial crisis, there were older, wiser people who had gone through the Great Depression that really explained everything. And they were looking at this, they were looking at us as to say, you guys are crying about this. Try standing in bread lines when there's no food. So, in that comparison, the younger generation said, oh, well, yeah, but that's different. You guys didn't have technology back then. You didn't have all these things back then. You didn't have all these other things you had to worry about. Well, basic survival was the key that they had to worry about. Same thing in our modern day. But we don't like to make that correlation because we think that just because we've just seen it for the first time, it's new. It never happened before. We're gravely mistaken on that. This is the way some people approach relationships. When they go out, I got this problem, and no one else in the world has this other problem but me. But they've been so isolated, they believe that. They think that. And so they get out and they don't know what they're looking for. They don't even have an idea in some cases. And in other cases, they may have an idea, but it may be more of a fantasy than a reality. They want the high-value man, whatever that means. And some of it based on an income. Well, if you've been impoverished or had a hard life, yes, it sounds good, like a goal to have, but... You have to also remember, even though you have the conditions of being comfortable with someone who's making more money, would you be happy with that person if everything didn't correlate the way you would like it to in your own head? You have the person who makes the nice salary. You're living in a better neighborhood. You're living a better life. But internally, you're still in turmoil because 
things haven't panned out the way you had planned them to as far as the relationship getting along. And then you wind up passively watching your life pass for the sake of being secure. Your happiness starts with you. It doesn't start externally. It starts internally. You know, as an example, to give you a parallel to that, the Earth. Well, the reason why we're not freezing every night when the sun goes away is because we have a heated core at the center of it. That's what keeps it survivable for us. Had we not had that, we basically would have to enjoy every day of sunlight. Earth's temperature would be cooler. We'd be wearing jackets more often. And it would be a tougher place to live. So therefore, what's helping us to survive is that heated inner core of the Earth. The same thing goes true with you. Your relationship survival is based on that heated core inside your heart that resonates out to other people. Now, what you'll see sometimes when you're out there meeting people and you run across someone who's indecisive, they can't make up their mind, you don't know whether they're coming or going, and they're more or less laissez-faire, whatever happens, happens, let me go with it. Well, you may be advanced past that stage in your development and may have gotten to a point where you can make some decisions that are concrete. And you're dealing with someone who's kind of nebulous and you're trying to put them in some sort of form where they can get serious enough to be able to be in a relationship and function in it. There's some people who are not. It's like they're emotionally intoxicated. They don't know what they want. They don't know who they want. They don't have standards set. They don't have boundaries. Because the reason being, they're so afraid of missing out on the opportunity that's supposedly coming their way. And many of them miss out because a lot of times they'll get too full of themselves and think that they're the cat's meow. In other cases, it may be that they're so low in their self-esteem until they feel as though they're not worthy. It may be a situation where they are afraid to make a decision because they're afraid of making the wrong one. You see, a lot of people who come out of emotionally traumatic relationships who are that way. Their confidence has been shaken because they've made a bad choice in the partner they chose the first time around and they don't want to make that mistake again. And so they freeze up. And they don't trust themselves and they don't trust their own judgment. And how would they expect someone else to trust their own judgment when they're in a relationship with them? It'd be very difficult. And this is the reason why the person would approach them with a bit of skepticism. They would not be willing to invest in that person, time, energy, money, effort. Because what they see is not only an insecurity, but an instability in the core of the person altogether. So it makes them less attractive, no matter how much makeup, no matter how much hair they wear, no matter how much perfume they put on, or cologne for that matter. It doesn't 
matter because it resonates. And once it does, then that person loses confidence in any aspect of their leadership, companionship, and they will see them nothing more than a distant friend that's going to fade into the distance over time. Now, the one thing that you'll have to look at with people who are this way, you have to make a hard and long assessment as to how that person would fit in your life if you were going to deal with someone like that. Would it be something that you would see yourself having to take on a project with in order to build their confidence, build their self-esteem, give them some sense of direction as to where they're going in life? That's a lot of work. And some people actually find it entertaining working on projects, building this person up from the ground up. The only danger with that is that you may create a Frankenstein, build them up to a point that they are overconfident and don't need you anymore, and then moving on to other relationships. And they're like, thank you very much for the hand up. And so this is one of the reasons why people are very skeptical in really getting involved in relationships with people like these. Now, there are some things that you have to realize that are characteristic of these folks. They're not bad people. They might have been in a situation where people have made decisions for them. So they don't know how to make decisions for themselves. In other words, you know how to fish. They don't. They go to the store. You go to the lake. And that's a big difference. And when they don't have any more money, they starve. You only worry about having enough fishing line and accoutrements in order to still get out there and fish. So you run across that as well. And therefore, you're dealing with a lot of differences that you would have to resolve. That would mean compromises. That would mean a lot more of a um, managerial approach when it comes to a relationship. If you're in a relationship where you feel as though you're a manager or a supervisor in a company with your partner, your relationship's in trouble. It's in a lot of trouble. You know, a good manager, as I was taught years ago, is a person who selects a good staff. And if they miss a day of work, guess what they don't miss? A day of production, a day of productivity. Would they carry on as if the manager was present? Some relationships, some of you can't do that because you know damn well if you're not there in your partner's face, that relationship goes nowhere and that becomes taxing and it takes up a lot of energy, far more energy than you're willing to spare. More in a moment. Now, the emotionally unavailable potential partner usually is a person that starts out very good when it comes down to introductions, meeting the person, and then you start to notice the cracks in the armor. They may not be able to focus. They may overcommit or over-obligate themselves to things that don't pertain to 
the advancement of your relationship. What do I mean? Familial obligations, obligations at work, obligations to friends and other people where they're volunteering because they've been so accustomed to doing that that they will break a date with you in order to be with someone else in that time span. In other words, it actually comes down to a point where they begin to deprioritize you. They like the fact that they were able to get you, but they know deep down inside it's going to be very difficult to keep you. And the reason why it's going to be difficult to keep you is because they usually don't go past that point of keeping someone. Their expectations are more often than not that you're going to leave them. And this, of course, falls into the narrative that they always come up with in regards to, well, you know, my boyfriend broke up with me, my girlfriend broke up with me. And when you ask questions about it, it's going to always be the person leaving them and they will seem like the victim. But the fact of the matter is, that person was never available emotionally for a relationship anyway. What they liked was the show. What they liked was the introduction. What they liked was the big splash of meeting someone new, having the attention focused on them, being recognized for being with that person, for that moment in the sun. Maybe a few dates that are memorable with a few photos, but that's about it. The rest of it rings hollow. And the reason why it does that is because they've been so accustomed to relationships failing in this manner. This is the pattern of failure that they expect. And what do they do? Brush themselves off and go back out again to find someone else to go through that same cycle once more. Now, for some people, they would kind of get tired of that routine. But to others, they actually thrive in that lifestyle. That is it for them. So you will see them on the dating scene for decades in many cases. Now, when I was out there for those 30 plus years, I was out there voluntarily. Not to go and lead somebody on, not to mess up somebody's life. I liked the fact that I was interacting with people. And at the time, I was actually thinking about writing a book. And so I always respected a person's emotions and feelings. That was key. Because people share a lot of things with you. And as they share these things, they expect some sort of reciprocity and equity in what they've shared. So you have to set expectations before any kind of interaction with people. The problem is, the person who's emotionally unavailable, what they do a lot of times is not set expectations, but whatever the expectations are, they will try to meet them. And this is where a lot of times they fall short. When a person meets you, they expect for you to already have expectations. 
because they do. When they see that you don't have any and you're measuring the expectations on what that person doles out to you, yes, they may gloat into the fact that they, in the fact that they have that power at that time. But then they're going to start looking and say, wait a minute, if I can influence this person this easily, someone else shouldn't have a problem either. So that leaves my back door open for anyone to come in and take this person away from me. You'd be surprised how often this happens. You know, some of those ladies that you may go on a date with, fellas, and then you call her up the next night to tell her, you know, you enjoyed the date, or maybe a few days later that you enjoyed the date. She's not speaking with you. She's not returning your text messages. You're thinking you did something bad on the date, which you probably didn't. That's because someone else now has the focus of her attention. And she's going on that train. Then she'll find another train to go on. And she'll keep doing it. Because as she sees it, she's on this quest for happiness. She doesn't know what what it looks like. She can't describe it in some cases. And she's languishing. There are men who are like that as well. And they do the same thing. And the woman wonders, well, hell, you know, we went out on a date Friday, and now it's the next Friday. He hadn't called me the whole week. What's going on? That's because he's pursuing someone else more often than not because he can't focus. He may be focused on the wrong thing, sex. And what that does for him is it makes him less likely to be a viable candidate for a husband or a boyfriend. This is one of the reasons why I talk about when it comes down to alpha males. When it comes down to women, they usually date them, but they don't marry them. Because the alpha is always on the quest. He's like a shark. He can't stay still. If he does, he will die because no water will go through his gills. No women will be able to compliment him because he thrives off of narcissism. He thrives off of being noticed as the leader of the pack. And again, he has to protect his territory. And from that perspective... That territory is his actual ego. He has to protect that because he doesn't want anyone to threaten it. He's the king. He wants to be in charge. And he has to look at all threats and potential threats. And ladies, let me tell you something. A relationship can also be, be can also be betrayed. Hmm, I can't get it out. A relationship can also be perceived as a threat. You're taking me off the market. Yes, you're fine. But by doing so, that means that I'd have to give up my domain. I'm not willing to do that. This is the reason why these guys are so brash when they tell you I see other women in the beginning. 
they're telling you this because they don't want to lose their domain, their dominion, what they have at their disposal. Beta males that are under them. They have reputations to uphold. That's far more important than a relationship with you because they can find that anywhere as they see it. They don't want to miss out either. And of course, you try to figure it out and wonder what does it take for him to commit? You say things such as, you know, I don't see why you can't commit. I'm a good woman, etc., etc. You can go down the list. But there are some people that are not looking for a good woman. There are some women that are not looking for a good man. Some people are just looking in order to have the ego struggle. And the best way to do it? To get you that trophy woman that you can put in the front seat of your car. And then have a cavalcade of them. So that you're admired by other men. Because they'd wish that they were like you. Had the money, the nice car, the nice home, and the nice woman beside you and being very competitive in the process. You know, just like you have women that wants to want to be the cat meow when they start in their teens and they go in their 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s and they still haven't given the ghost up yet, men do the same thing. The only problem is they get stuck in an era on both accounts, women and men. And when that happens, they still think they got it when they don't. The worst thing that a person who has thrived off of that can hear is, oh, you were handsome back in the day. Oh, you were really a sexy woman back in the day. In other words, they're taking away your relevance to the current time. And of course, that's taking your power away. Now, the confused person, they will while their lives away. And they're just wandering from different relationships to different relationships. And before you know it, they have a plethora of things to tell you about all of these other people. But usually the way they will tell it is where everybody else was wrong and they were right. That was one thing that I had to do with myself was to be honest. When I was wrong, I admitted I was wrong. I even tell you on the show when I messed up on things. But here's the thing, some people can't do that. Because if they did that, it would take them down a spiral of depression and shame. Because see, they're trying to avoid blaming themselves for part of the things that went wrong in relationships. It's best when you take the blame for your part of the relationship. Some people can't do that. They won't do it. They don't know how to do it. So you're dealing with that. You will also deal with people who are preoccupied with other obligations and problems. They may be about to file bankruptcy. So to make themselves feel better, they go out on dates. 
You know, it's like the person who may have an issue. And when they're upset, they go shopping and spend money they don't have. Well, some people actually go and date when they don't even have the emotional currency in order to sustain a relationship, or even a date for that matter. They're doing it as a form of escapism. It's just like going to get drunk. And this helps them cope with some of the things that they weren't able to change or control in their own lives. So when we look at this, folks, we have to look at it from the perspective of you meeting a person and that person may not be confident or even like themselves. And they may be preoccupied with a problem that's going on in their lives. And yet they've taken out this time to chat with you online, set up a date. Then you meet them. And then they tell you, you know, I'm not really up for this yet. We could be friends. Or, you know, it's nice to know you, but I don't think that things will work out. Now, some people do this particularly because they don't want the accountability and the obligation that is associated with the relationship. If they were just to tell you online, hey, you know what? Let's go out and have drinks. I just want to have drinks. I really don't want to do anything else with you. They would find that they wouldn't get any replies or anyone that would take them seriously. So they conceal it. They go through the motions like they're going to be in a relationship, but they have no intentions of doing so. Their sole goal is just to get to that point where they're basically got the attention and they got that urge met and now they're going to go back into their shell and of course do this to someone else on down the line. We're going to talk more in a moment. One of the things you will always hear is that, oh, I want to enhance my social life. Now, that's different from wanting a relationship. What they just want to do is to mingle. And that means is, that what that means is they want the attention. They don't want to have any kind of commitment or obligation. They want to be available where they can go for any opportunity that comes to their footstep. And they have the mobility to do so. Well, here's the thing with that. When you try to hold them to a standard of, well, you know, we went on a date together, and before you know it, you go on a date, and this person's around the room talking to someone else. Oh, yeah, well, we're just fans. Blah, 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 blah. And they think it's normal. They think it's okay. 
Because as they see it, they haven't made a commitment to you, so they're free spirit. You will find a lot of women who are in relationships who do this on a regular basis. And the reason why they deliberately don't want to get married in some cases is because they like the autonomy. They're not legally bound to that person. And if they find a better deal with someone else, they can take it and be willing to let go of what they've already have. But most often than not, they're not going to go for anything that's not a better deal than what they have. Men, same way. The only difference with a man over a woman in this kind of situation is that the woman has social preference on her side compared to the man. The man doesn't quite have that. Because the reason being, it's more difficult for him to attract women than it is for her to attract men. So she has opportunities at her beck and call all the time. Now, what confuses these people? They're being appealed to, and if they haven't had that much attention throughout their years. Take, for instance, she was not the hot girl that was on the cheerleading squad that went on and uh, had all these invitations she had to turn down for the prom. But that young lady that didn't get invited to the prom at all. And when she did, she got invited by a nerd or some other guy that really was insignificant. That would not be considered a status symbol. So what that would mean then is that it would mean that there would be some problems. And what that problem would be is that that person would feel as though they've been sort changed. They haven't had the opportunity to advance, to have what those other women had. And so if they're getting this attention at a different stage in their life, and it's their time to shine, they more than likely might not commit. The spotlight is on them now. And they got these options. So they don't look at it in that sense. They look at it from the standpoint of, I'm at a point where I got all these choices. The last thing I'm gonna do is make a commitment and get tied down. I'm gonna enjoy this moment in the sun. And this is what they do. Men do it too, ladies. Men do it too. So they may act like they're going in a direction with you for a relationship. And then when it comes to a situation where they got to commit, they're ready to move on because they like the exhilaration and the attention of the initial stages of the relationship. And especially if they are under the spotlight. Now, what are some of the challenges? They may choose someone that they really like. And that person may be charismatic and may have everything in order that they're looking for. But that person may see this weakness 
and see this insecurity. And they may already assess that, hey, this would not be a good partner to be with me. Maybe I need to rethink my decision. And so the rejection hurts on this level even more for that person because they're noticed by all these people now. And the rejection they experienced when they were younger should be different from the rejection they experience now. It should be far less. But once they see that, hey, Nothing's really changed on the rejection scale. It's still the same. That poses a problem. Because at this point, this is when they expect expectations. They have them established at this point. Now I'm getting all this attention. So my expectations now is that I will be rejected less. But if nothing's changed internally on the person, but externally on them, yes, they will be rejected just about the same. Because, see, they will focus more on the packaging of themselves than the contents. Yes, they're turning more heads. But what's happening? You know, it's like when people go into a store. They may go and see the most expensive item that's put down the front and all the bargains are put in the back. And what do the people do at the store? They look at the most expensive item, but they head for the back of the store to get the bargains. And this is the way people do you when it comes to dating, when you have this kind of persona. This is how a lot of these people wind up sleeping with the wrong person. Because the core is not measuring up to the external aspect of it, of the person. Now, the other thing you have to remember about this person who is confused. they may overextend themselves to other things as well, events. They're on their quest. So you may try to sit down and maybe structure a date with them, maybe to go somewhere else. And they may say, well, you know, for the next three to four weeks, um, I'm going to be busy. And you're thinking, okay, well, Maybe they have to work or something like that. No, well, you know, I'm going to my cousin's birthday in Ohio. And then after that, I'm going to Florida for two weeks with my girlfriend. Then I'm going over to so-and-so. And and what they've done, they've continued the life cycle as if they were single still, still in that mode, that mindset. And what happens is when they look at making a arrangement with you it's more of an obligation and it actually scares some people you hear a lot of women talking about they want commitment they're also women who are afraid of it 
And what they do is they duck, dodge, weave, ghost you, you name it. Because to them, being single means that they have their autonomy, which means they don't have to answer to anyone but themselves. Men do it too. But here's the thing. With that mindset, (coughs) they're not ready for a commitment, but they're still out there trying to date. In some cases, leading guys on. Because of one thing. They feel empowered if they weren't empowered when they were younger. But now they feel as though they have that power. And sometimes they become intoxicated by it. This would be the woman who brags about how many men are at her beck and call. Who quite didn't have quite that when she was younger. But now she does. She doesn't want to commit again. People don't want to commit because they don't want to miss out on an opportunity. Something that's better than you. As they perceive. And plus they don't want to give up the autonomy. Because when they give that up, that means they have to express concern. They have to break their routine, their pattern of behavior. So that means that they might run into difficulty trying to go to Miami with their girlfriends for a week. When without a relationship, they can do it. But then you have some who are insecure and they like the security of a relationship but still want the autonomy. It's a tight rope. But one thing that we can all agree on is this. Usually, the person who comes across as confused or they don't know what they want in a relationship, it's mighty funny. They know what they want for themselves at that present moment. But many of them don't think about the future. And by doing this, the commitment, the obligation, the long-term thinking, they throw that out just like a bad thought. They want to be in the now and the only. The reason being, they look at settling down, getting in a relationship with someone. They would lose the attention, the notoriety of people. They would be known as someone else's girlfriend or somebody's wife or or fiance. And that may not be such a status symbol to them. The status symbol for them is to be independent and to have men at their beck and call. That is their sense of empowerment. Now with this, there are some things that they will experience. Being used for sex, being lied to regularly. 
It comes with the territory. These people usually don't like routine. They're spontaneous. It's okay to be spontaneous to a certain point, but when you live your life in spontaneity, solely, it leads to volatility, unpredictability, and it also leaves you in a situation where you could be dealing with feast or famine. Not everybody has a stomach for that. Other things that will impact them, some of the decisions they make. You may notice when you start interacting with them, they have a lot of regrets because they've made some immediate choices that they really didn't think through. Purchases, obligations, commitments with others. And then you may hear them even speak about trying to get out of commitments and obligations that they signed up for. This is indicative of how they would deal with you under those same circumstances. These people are notorious for pleasing and appeasing people and then having buyer's remorse after doing so. You know, when those ladies talk about how generous they were with the man that they love so much, but when they talk to you, they talk to you about how they resented the fact that they were a fool but they didn't say that when they were doing it for that person, did they? What you're dealing with is a person that really needs to sit down and think about where they want to go in life and their life plan. When they're functioning without one, they're going to rattle and try every door. Think of it this way. Take for instance, you going from Los Angeles to New York. Many of you folks will go on Google Maps, get the directions and find the route, right? These people don't do that. They get in their car, fill it up with gas and just go. And wherever the road takes them, that's where they wind up. Sometimes they'll be so bold and brash to take their last paycheck, fill up their tank. They might make it to Denver from Los Angeles. They then have to take a job there and decide whether or not they're going to head on to New York or whether or not they want to go to New York by way of Florida or Texas. Now imagine... You're trying to be in a relationship with someone like that. You would have a lot of unnecessary experiences with them. You probably won't be able to get in touch with them for a while. And they'll make the autonomous decisions without even telling you. Yeah, you know, um, sorry, it's been about three weeks since we talked. Uh, I just decided to just get on a plane one day and 
go to New York just to see my friend. Oh, well, I was wondering what happened. We haven't talked in almost three weeks. Yeah, it was just something I thought of, and I just went on and did it. Now, let's put it in the context of you being in a relationship with this person. Calls you up at work. Honey. Yeah. The carpenters are coming over tomorrow. Oh, they are? Why? Well, you know, I just went on to Home Depot and just ordered some new cabinets, and they're going to come over and install them tomorrow. Well, it was nice that you did that, but why didn't you talk to me about it? Well, it was just something I thought about. They're still in the singles mindset with that. And some of these people know they're not fit for relationships. That's the reason why they don't get in them, but they love the attention associated with them. The accolades, the notoriety, the praise. But they want the benefit of having someone stable in their lives, but being able to be spontaneous, and in some cases irresponsible, without any accountability or repercussions. In conclusion, what I want you to take away from this If you meet someone and they tell you, I'm not really looking for a long-term relationship or a relationship, we'll just see where it goes. At that point, take your emotions, put them in your back pocket. It's going to be a very short ride. If it's a situation where they tell you that, you know, they have all these commitments and now they resent the fact that they've made them. That's a red flag for you. Because they will make a commitment with you and do the same thing. If they come to you complaining about all the things they've done for someone and how they've been mistreated and they're the victim and the person's always the villain, indicative of a pattern of behavior. If they are going and leading you on until they get to that point of a commitment and they tell you, hey, you know what? I'm not ready for a relationship right now. They weren't ready in the beginning when they first met you. They were just saying that because they liked the exhilaration of being in that particular stage of the relationship. The other thing you have to consider is that you'll start to question their judgment very early based on the decisions they make. You may notice erratic behavior in their personality. They're calling you every 15 minutes when you first start the relationship, like most do when they start out. It lasts for about a week or two. Then after that, you're barely talking to each other once every three weeks. 
That's because some other shiny metal object has got their attention. Another characteristic of these folks, they may have atrocious financial obligations. And if you were to start dating them, the first thing you'd have to do is try to clean up the financial mess they made while trying to keep them in check. Again, you'd have to come in being a manager. Would you want that? And you have to remember, finally, that this is learned behavior that has progressed over time. They have been doing this longer than you've been thinking about how you're going to straighten this out. They're comfortable with what they do. They're comfortable with their lives. Even if it means they're walking around a $3,000 Gucci bag and have to go and figure out a way to make that payday loan payment every month. They may want to live that life. Do you have a stomach for it? And remember this. If you choose to get in a relationship with people like this, there's a good possibility, just like they talk to you about how the other people dog them out, pick a number because you'll be one of those people in that line of people that they will say dog them out and fell short of their expectations. When most often they start out without any. Thank you for listening, folks. Take care. Talk to you tomorrow. I would like to personally thank you for listening to Romantic Truth. You may follow us on Facebook.com backslash Romantic Truth. You may ask your friends to subscribe to Anchor.fm backslash Romantic Truth. Or you can leave us a message at Anchor.fm backslash Romantic Truth backslash message. You may contact us through email at RomanticTruthPodcast at gmail.com. Take care. Romantic Truth would like to take this opportunity and applaud our listeners and over 40 countries for their support. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. The views and opinions of this podcast does not reflect those of Romantic Truth, Anchor, Spotify, or any of its affiliates. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host and guests, and should not be deemed as professional guidance, advice, or a professional practice. In the event you may need professional assistance, contact your local federal, state, or county agencies for specific assistance in social services, family counseling, or mental health services. For all medical, legal, and financial services please contact the appropriate licensed and certified professionals within your region.
The music that is provided on this podcast that is not provided by Anchor is used under waiver by Jaws and One Music for fair use. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.